Hey everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. I had the absolute honor and privilege to have Elliot Fulham of Little Punk People on the show today. I've been following Elliot's journey for most of his natural life, if we're being honest here. After meeting his parents back in my early days of going to horror conventions and following Little Punk People on Facebook and YouTube, I would always see them posting interviews that Elliot would conduct with his favorite bands and actors, and they were always a blast. He had a knack at a very young age for keeping great conversation. Fast forward some years, and Elliot is now a singer and songwriter, and at 18 years old, he already has two albums already released, including his most recent record, End of Ways, that came out back in September. Which, if you're into collecting vinyl, you should absolutely pick up a copy and support an incredible independent artist. He really takes the term DIY to a whole new level and films his own music videos, records a lot of the music out of his own home, and is constantly thinking of what's next. It just so happens that Elliot also landed a major role in the biggest horror film of last year, Terrifier 2, which proved to be a box office success overnight. So much so that the theaters had to continuously add new screenings to accommodate those who didn't get a chance to see it, or for the ones like myself who just honestly couldn't stop going to see it. It was a major win for indie horror. It's got all the practical effects you could ever hope for, and you get a great performance from Elliot, who plays Jonathan. If you're a fan of this movie or haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, I urge you to do a backflip because Terrifier 2 is coming back to theaters on November 1st. So get your tickets now and bring all of your buddies, as well as some barf bags if you're easily disgruntled by gore. It certainly delivers. I wanted to thank Elliot's parents for helping to set up the interview and Elliot for taking the time to hang with me and talk about life. We had a blast. Be sure to follow Elliot on Instagram at Elliot Fulham and Little Punk People to stay up to date on all the happenings and what he has going on. Without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
What's up, Elliot? How you doing? What is up? How are you doing? Stoked to have you here. I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I'm stoked to be here. Let's do this. Hell yeah. Have you checked out any cool movies lately? Any cool movies lately? Um, I wouldn't say, uh, actually, oh man, you got me. Uh, I did just see a recent movie. I'm trying to remember what it was. I just saw a movie just recently in theaters. Exorcist? I- not the exorcist we still want to see that one whatever uh i did, <laughs> I, think the, I did see Coraline with my girlfriend when they had in theaters just recently oh, but, cool. but i've already seen that before but i've been watching a lot of tv shows so recently i've been watching gen v which is the boys spinoff uh yeah, TV show. It's, it's been fun yeah it's been cool and i'm also watching the twilight zone for the very first time i know i know it's it's an absolute classic but so good. um i i am really loving it I'm I'm looking to dive more into a lot of like the old school classic horror films that I haven't seen yet. Um, I've I've seen like the the classic classics like you know right. Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, but uh, I haven't seen like old school like Alfred Hitchcock or anything. So I'm I'm getting my feet you know little little uh wet. A little dip, dip a little dip of the feet. In, yeah, <laughs> yeah dipping the toes in right now with uh with with uh, the Twilight Zone. What about the old like Universal Monsters films like Bride they, of Frankenstein? Yeah. Yeah, I need yeah. to watch those. I, I know those nice. are absolute classics. I think I've seen Frankenstein before when I was real, real little, but I want to actually like be able to appreciate it now that I'm right. not a toddler. <laughs> Dude, I love your whole setup in there. I love the Weezer poster, the Misfits. So yeah, cool. Yeah, the Weezer poster is actually my girlfriend's. Oh, uh, But I, I, I'm, she's getting me more and more into them. The Misfits, yes, that's actually signed. It's signed by Glenn no Danzig. Yeah, oh. that someone someone gave it to us for free. It was from the California somewhere in Los yeah Los Angeles. Did you get to Los go to Angeles. any of those like reunion shows or no? I would have loved to. I mean, Doyle is the coolest. Since I did that interview, he we talked once in a while, and he's like, well, "If there's any Misfits reunion or whatever, just let us know. I'll put you on the list. I'll put you on the list." That's sick. But the only problem is that I've been so severely busy. Like yeah. it sucks because I really Misfits is. One of my favorite bands ever, especially Same. punk bands. So I mean, like, I I really want to see them live. They are they are one of the best. I haven't seen them live yet, though. Unfortunately, it's it's on my bucket list, though. The greatest. I actually have a funny story. Back in 2015, when I first moved out to California, I ran into Glenn Danzig at a 99 cent store. <laughs> like, awesome. he, he like walked right in right in front of me, and we like locked <laughs> eyes, and I was like, "What the hell?" Like he looked and he looked so mad. He, he looked pissed. Like he looked like he couldn't even approach him. And it was kind of back at the time where you couldn't even mention the misfits to him without him wanting to like punch you. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't say anything, but it was sick. It was cool. That that, that, has, that has to be like the most like 
random best experience ever just to see Glenn, Dan Glenn Danzig in like a store you're like walking that's like you don't even it was expect weird. that yeah it was it was super weird he was buying cat food for his cats <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah um let's see here how about any good records have you been listening to anything cool lately Ooh, i'm always spinning records but one thing very unfortunate happened today very very sad for for my records my record collection is that oh no i went to, i was gonna clean my room right yeah and i record player over there i turned it on and it just went oh no died it doesn't work it, i tried unplugging i tried doing everything it doesn't work anymore no um, but way. I have another record player out there, but I was going to spin today, uh, the American football album. It's like a really beautiful limited edition, Newberry comics exclusive. Um, the original like, one. Uh, yes. The very first album. So good. It's so good. Now, that entire album is just like so beautiful I mean, as nerdy as it is, but I've also been spending a lot recently. The Minecraft soundtrack. I have vinyl, <laughs> I have both records. Oh yeah. I, there's alpha and beta. I have both of them, and I've been spinning it, spending actually, literally spinning it a lot. Like there was a day where I spun that record like five times. I'm an obsessive music listener. Like if there's oh. a band I'm into, I'll listen to like that band for like a good like straight week. Yeah. Uh, you don't even want to mention like any artists to Josie, like the Beatles. Like I, there'd be like a. I'll listen to like a couple songs from the Beatles. I'm like, oh my God, that song's so good. And I'll have that yeah. song on repeat on my headphones all day. Oh, literally, yeah. What's your favorite Beatles record? Oh, <laughs> oh man. I'm going to say Revolver. Okay. Because uh, there's a lot of great Paul McCartney songs and he's my favorite. Yeah. Um, And I would say Magical Mystery Tour was my very first favorite. But I think Revolver, from listening, diving in deep with all the discography, has been yeah. come out as my favorite. She said, she said is one of my favorite deep cuts, but I would say, I would say rubber soul is my favorite for whatever reason. It's that was for a while, like a good week. It was my favorite at one point. Yeah. I love that album. Um, well, I think was it, uh, oh my gosh, M M Michelle is a great one. Michelle, That's classic. I love yeah. the album. Uh, but yeah, here, there and everywhere has become my favorite Beatles song. So that's why revolver right now yeah. as I'm sitting here, favorite. Have you gotten to see American football before? I've not been able to see it live. No, I, I they are that. they they are one of the best bands in my opinion. Um, actually, just recently, I think a little while ago, I was on live on on either TikTok or Instagram. And I was talking about American football and liking them, and I think like the child of like the drummer of American football was watching. He said, "Oh, that's my dad. My dad's no in that way. band." I was like, "No way! That's awesome, bro!" Like tell tell him I love the music. Wow, but, uh, they are they are so good, so I, good. I was driving cross country a couple years back, like I think it was two years ago, and while I was in Illinois, I had to go like an hour out of the way just to see the house. And it was Aww. so cool. It's like the same. It hasn't changed much. Yeah, I think they didn't they buy it or something. They bought the house. They did. I think I, the singer I, bought it. Something. Yeah, like that. I saw like on online on YouTube. I think they did like a music video there. Mm -hmm. and everybody was hanging out partying at the house so crazy um, but I, unless that's just like a delusion in my mind but i i do i do remember seeing that but that's cool nah, yeah no, def someone definitely happen. bought it yeah yeah um, cool stuff. that's cool um so you grew up in new jersey what's something about your hometown that makes you proud to be from there oh man Honestly, I'm trying to. I, I would say mainly my favorite thing about living in New Jersey is the nature. 
Yeah. Um, I love the nature. I mean, like you, I got this window. It's got like a nice, beautiful tree right here. I get to look at this window is inspired so much of my music. You have no idea. But um, uh, going on hikes with my dad and it's always been like a really great memory walking down the paths. And I do a lot of videos in nature, whether it's on TikTok or music videos or whatever. Right. Um, so like a lot of that stuff I film is like in my area. Uh, but I also just the people in general is, have have always been really nice, really cool, understanding people. Uh, I remember going to school. Honestly, a lot of people they always say like, "Oh, the kids, I got bullied or whatever." I got bullied when I was younger, younger. Mm-hmm. But I, when I grew older, when I was in middle school and like fifth grade, I started homeschooling at seventh grade. Yeah. But when I grew older, a lot of the kids, they, it seemed to be a lot more understanding of everybody. Like there wasn't like, uh, like a I don't know, uh, a system where like, oh, you're the nerd or whatever. It was just like, right. I, I, I was friends with everybody. So that's one thing I always love. Uh, everyone seems to be cool and understanding of everybody, uh, of, of all their individualism and everything. Um, and also it's just great location. It's next to New York City. It's next to Philadelphia, the beach. Right. So, and there's tons of awesome record stores everywhere. So I, that to me is the best part of New Jersey. Limited to One's a great one. I've been there in New York. Yes. Yeah, that one. Love limited one. I did one of my very first shows there. Uh, that was my I think my second show ever. Oh, sweet. Uh, okay, is a really good one as well. It's in New Jersey. Which one uh, was the one where you were like in a packed record store when you were playing? I, I remember seeing the video. Was that limited one or is it different? There, it's both. Both okay. of them. Uh, limited one was was uh was it was really cool. Uh, but Vinyl Addiction was my very first show, and that fans really came to that one they went all out it was very beautiful uh but yeah both record stores are awesome awesome i i just recently got a mac to marco really rare like seven inch from from the one and it's one number one out of 500 (laughs) it's a billy joel uh cover so it's like if you go to limited one you know you're gonna be getting you probably find some a really cool rare item Final Addiction, they got a really good selection of everything. So highly recommend both of those record stores. I'm actually, I'm from New York. I'm from Buffalo. So it's kind of far from where oh. you're at. But um, we have a cool record store called Black Dots. One time I actually went in there and I, I went to buy this AFI record, the, uh, what do you call it? The All Hallows EP. Okay, and, okay. And it, it was actually my friend's record, like the exact one. <laughs> I, I like went and posted it on Instagram. He's like, wait, I think I just traded that in. <laughs> That's funny. So weird. Um, so did you enjoy spending all the excess time like with your parents doing the homeschooling? Yes. Yes, I did. I mean, it allowed me to do the stuff that I love. Yeah. And I'm a very big believer in doing what you what you love. Uh, so actually, the funny thing with school is that uh, they said I, I was beginning to start doing acting, right? In sixth grade, doing auditions. And they said, you, if you leave any more days to do any more auditions, we're going to have to hold you back. Really? I was like, what? Like, because, like, I mean, school's supposed to prepare you for life. So I, I was kind of like bummed that they wouldn't be more understanding of it all. Right. So I did homeschooling and it's been easy. Homeschooling in New Jersey is very easy. Uh, you just time for learning is a website that, that I use. Oh, and nice. I don't use it anymore because I'm graduated. But nice. uh, it allowed me to do everything I do. So uh, yeah. it's, 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 of course, I'm going to lose like the social aspect. Like, yeah. there's tons of friends that I kind of don't talk too much anymore, which sucks. 
but inspired to get some good music for right sure absolutely um uh yeah i i i do enjoy it i i enjoyed it for sure what was your typical schedule like was it like a normal school day or is it just a different no it was uh the, the beauty of the homeschooling in new jersey is is it's as long as you're doing some schooling or whatever you're all good they don't even like check in um cool. so i would do homeschooling i would do like a couple lessons or whatever um and then i would i could do it anytime i could do it at night do afternoon morning but i was mainly music driven mm-hmm. so i'd be like doing my school i'll do a little bit of school and i would incorporate music as music class <laughs> Hell so, yeah. so i'd be writing recording yeah. uh the what's wrong album right in this bedroom uh with my interface my focus right interface that we were talking right. about earlier classic uh so it, yeah that was my typical schedule uh Lately, it's been, uh, now that I'm out of school, it's just been work hard, work hard, work hard, doing acting, do auditions, yeah. uh, um, horror conventions, and then I'm always, every day I've been writing music, I'm trying to get better and better and better at it. Dude, you're phenomenal too. Like, that's what's so crazy. You. you were good out of the gate. <laughs> I, I've been actually, I've been following your stuff for a very, very long time. I think I met your parents at the first horror convention I ever went to, which I think was, it was Horrifying in Gettysburg. Nice, and I was nice. telling your dad that, I don't know if he remembers, I don't really remember, but I just know I was following like the Little Punk People page and then mm-hmm. I would see your interviews and I love the interviews, watch those throughout all the years. And then when you got terrified, I was like, no way, like that is the coolest <laughs> thing. And then now the Thank music you. thing, it's just, you've been on a roll since the, since the jump. It's been so fun to follow your journey. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate the support on yeah. every step of the way. So cool, man. Um, so finding horror, what was the first horror movie that you ever watched? So my, my parents were huge horror nerds, horror buffs. They're, they've always been. So, uh, they got me started early on, uh, when I was younger, the very first movie I ever watched was house of a thousand corpses. The very first horror movie I've ever watched. Nice. Nice. Um, and then of course, a lot of the nightmare on Elm streets when I was younger, I remember watching and loving dream warriors. Oh man. Uh, let me think what, what's some other ones. <laughs> Mainly like all the main, like scream, like a lot of the main, yeah. like, you know, slashers. Right. Um, and then the visit, and then we would watch some more unknown horror movies like Creep is a good one, Devil's yeah. Candy. So I'd say those are the like, like they they really laid the groundwork for me. Those those horror movies. I definitely need to rewatch on Devil's Candy. That's a good one. Oh, it's so good. That one yeah. that when I think of horror movies, when I think of some of my favorites, Devil's Candy always comes up because that movie had like a lasting effect on me. Oh yeah. Like for like a good week, I had problems sleeping my in my bed for, because of that one scene. <laughs> Where the main character woke up and the the bad guy was sleeping in the bed with her. Right. That, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, of course. Fuck yeah. That fucked me up. <laughs> that <laughs> fucked me up for like a good week because I, I've always had like that fear, and they really, they really had to go for it there. <laughs> I'm glad you went there because that's literally my next question. So pretty much all kids have fears growing up, whether that be the monster under their bed or in the closet, mm-hmm. clowns, the sight of blood. What's something that you were afraid of as a kid that you've gotten over these days? Oh man, uh, ghosts has always been something I used to be afraid of or whatever. Yeah. And now I kind of find it funny. Like, right. uh, like Josie, like we were at a hotel recently at a horror con and Josie thought it was haunted or whatever. <laughs> and I believed her because the, like 
it was like 3 a.m., which is like the witching hour or whatever, right? Right. And I said, I, I, there's, there's already stuff happening, right? I, I watched like a thing move like on the desk. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny. But uh, I was like, wait, what time is it? It's 3 a.m. I'm like, hey, Josie, you're not going to like this. And she said, what, what, what? It's Let's the go. witching hour. And right when I said that, <laughs> We heard like a loud bang over in the corner of the hotel room. Oh my god! <laughs> but like, it's 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 all good fun because I feel like the way I've gone over it is I and I think my theory with ghosts is that I feel like humans kind of create it in their mind and the, the their energy. It may yeah. physically could physically happen like people Ghost Avengers or whatever they, they catch you on camera, right? Right. But I feel like. The people that really want to see it and they're really afraid of that stuff, they're really curious. When they go to these places, they manifest it themselves. Right. Like any old story or whatever, it gets manifested from people telling and talking about it over and over again. Like this, these walls are haunted or whatever. And, yeah. and then you'll go in expecting that and you're scared and then it might happen. I feel like humans really do manifest that stuff. Uh, so I, I feel like, honestly... With that being said, my mindset has been like, if there's any ghosts or whatever, uh, they're friendly ghosts. They're, they're not going to do anything. We're cool. We're chill. You can do your thing over there. You can like move a pencil or something, and I'll right. just be making my music. You can do whatever, whatever you want. So that's <laughs> so that's kind of how I've gotten over my fear of ghosts. Imagine, if they how, even <laughs> imagine how fun it would be to be a ghost and just mess with people all day long. <laughs> Yeah, like honestly, you got to think about it that way too. I mean, if, if I was a ghost or whatever, I would like, I don't know, like move just like one thing or like play a record. I'll play my favorite right. record, record collection. That's what I would do. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, what exactly got you into interviewing bands and, and who was your first, very first interview? Now, this might sound a little funny, but watching YouTube as a young kid, as yeah. a growing up watching minecraft minecraft youtubers and they always had that energy like hey everybody so today we're gonna be doing this mod <laughs> on minecraft or whatever yeah so that's kind of like when i was younger i was watching that i love content i wanted to make content i wanted to bring joy to the world through some way and since my parents did all these horror cons or whatever we're like why don't we take advantage of this i mean we're right. meeting all these celebrities why don't you do interviews i'm like that's a good idea so I started doing interviews or whatever. Uh, my very first one was Ben Wyman uh, from Dillinger Escape Plan because he's actually our friend. Oh, yeah. uh, and he was very kind to do that because that set up everything. Uh, and then Nightbirds, Brian from Nightbirds. Uh, so those were like my two for very first interviews. Um, and it's funny, in those interviews, I'm not like energetic at all. I was like, hi, hey. so today I'm here with Ben from Dillinger Escape Plan. And now, since I mean, I wanted to incorporate more of the energy. Right. Still, to this day, use that. That's uh, so cool. Humble, humble beginnings, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did yes. you, uh, have you checked out that band Better Lovers yet? That's got the singer of Dillinger Escape Plan. It's a brand new band. Oh, no. I, I, I haven't given them a listen. I'm, I am aware of them. Okay, cool. But uh, one, one of the bands I've been uh, listening to that, a member from Dillinger is in his thought crimes, Billy Reimer, who cool. was the drummer for Dillinger, um, who really, really talented dude. And he actually also got my music, helped get my music started because um, yes. uh, he showed me what like an interface was because we did a cover. I did a cover with him. 
Sergio, who was in Deftones. He was the bassist for Deftones and Quicksand. And Kanga, another really fantastic artist. Uh, I did a My Bloody Valentine cover with them for a, I forget what it's called. It was for like a music festival for COVID or whatever. It'd be online. Um, So I owe a lot to Billy Reimer because he helped get my music started. He showed me how to use an interface. He came here, he recorded me, and then I learned from him. And that's kind of how it all got started. That's all it takes is one person sticking their neck out for you. That's really cool. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited too because uh, Quicksand's coming here next month. Definitely want to see them. I've never seen them. Nice. That record That's slip is fun. just classic. Hell yeah. yeah. Is that your favorite from them? Oh man, I I for some bands I listen to right, yeah. um, but I'm not as familiar with them, so I don't like get like a full sense of every single album. Right. Um, so I can't give a full on opinion on what my favorite is yet, but I will have it soon at some point. Yeah. Like sure. there's some like I don't know like uh, let me think of a band that I love, but I necessarily don't have a favorite album like Death. Death is like a really yeah. is one of my favorite death metal bands of all time. Right. But for me, when I listen to them, I listen to it as a band. Yeah. I do listen to certain albums, but then it's like I don't I can't choose a favorite. And I'm not, I, you know, I, I'm not, I feel like I'm not experienced enough to be able to say right. that's that album that, that that's my go-to yet. You know, isn't there a famous one called scream bloody murder or something? I think that, that's the famous yes. One. Or scream bloody gore, I think. Okay. Um, and then leprosy is also another one. Uh, I think spiritual healing is another one, but uh, there's, there's certain albums, certain songs, certain bands that I, I, I have, I, I can't, you know, I can't properly say a favorite song ever, but I do like yeah. the band. No, for sure. Because I'm always, always listening to music. Same. All the time. That's <laughs> all we got. Um, yes. <laughs> who are some of the hardest gets for uh, interviews? Hardest gets? Um, oh, man. I'm going to say James Hetfield from Metallica. Of course. It's definitely a hard one. Um, and also keep in mind, this is based off, off my old memory as a young kid. Yeah. Uh. Norman Reedus was very hard because that at the time was walking that was blowing up when we did it at a horror con. Yeah. But it wasn't his fault or anything. It was just because of the schedule, everything. But we managed to do it somehow. We fit in a small little gap between his photo ops. He was taking a small break for a second. He did an interview with me. Yeah. Uh, very quick one, but he was very nice. I'm trying to think what other ones were, were hard. It's my memory. <laughs> I was like 12, 15 years old in these. And my I dad. Remember- my dad I, got a lot, a lot of these interviews. Yeah. Uh, so he was always networking, sending emails to publicists, uh, I think also record labels or whatever, and he, he got it he got it done. I'm gonna say those two. Those two are the yeah. top ones that come to mind. I remember meeting Norman Reedus also in twenty eleven at my second horror convention. It was uh Erie Horror Film Festival. And okay. It was like right at the cusp of like Walking Dead season two starting. Mm-hmm. And I was so new to horror conventions and I was just so excited. And I remember seeing him outside smoking a cigarette and he was holding like a toy lightsaber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just started yeah. talking to him and he wouldn't stop hitting me with this like toy lightsaber that he had in his hand. <laughs> and he would be like, he'd be like, Psh. like every time he'd hit me, he'd be like, Psh. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't stop. It was so funny. Yeah, um, we got it on camera right before the Norman Reedus interview. He when he was walking me to the photo ops or whatever, he yeah. had, he had like this little microphone thing that <laughs> changed his voice. 
So he'd be like talking to me. So, oh, my gosh, hey, Ali, you know, you nice little boat, dude. Or, like with the with the thing. So, yeah, he's always, he always seems like he's been like a really cool, cool dude. Yeah, he's silly as hell. I love him. Um, so would your parents ever help you to like formulate the questions for the earlier interviews as a group effort? Or did you mostly just formulate the questions yourself? It was, yeah, it was a group effort. My dad uh, would help me come up with some questions and I would come up with, with some questions too. And we'd combine them or whatever and then we we might also tweak each other's questions so like if he had a question or whatever I'm like maybe do it like this and then if i had a question like no change the wording like this right so it was definitely a group effort um and and also my mom would, would chip into once in a while like oh what, what about this and like, that's a great question thank you so it it, it was it, it's it was definitely a family effort i was just doing doing the interviews it was me that was doing you know talking to him of course right um but yeah, it was it was definitely group group effort. I owe my parents a lot of credit, but uh, I did I have to take some credibility myself. I did write a lot of questions. Oh, you you yeah. did the whole thing, absolutely. <laughs> um, have any of the guests you've interviewed kept in touch with you over the years? Yes, uh, Doyle. Like I was just talking about, uh, once in a while we'll send a message wherever he, he'll repost one of my posts. I'm wearing like a misfit shirt or something to his story. I always do like a fun reaction. He's a really cool dude. <laughs> Sweet. But I think what else? Mm. I'm sure there's some that have, that are I'm blanking on right now. Cause that was a good question. I haven't been asked that before. Uh, Whenever I see them, there's a lot of guests and artists or whatever that I'll I'll see them again. They'll remember me. So like Matthew Lillard, yeah. or whatever. Like he'll he'll be like, oh yeah, I remember you doing the interview. And now we have the same convention agent. Um, Sean, right? Sean yeah. Clark. Yes, Sean Clark. Yep. Yeah, he's the man. Love him. He is the man. He's the best. Yeah. Uh, Bill Mosley was another one. We've always been. He's, he was a huge fan of. Also started out with my mom's art, and then we did an interview with him, and then. We've kind of seen him, you know, of course, at all the horror cons. Yeah. Uh, tons of them. A lot of the horror guests, whatever, because I'm actually seeing them. Scott Ian from Anthrax. Hell yeah. I seen him years ago. I see him at horror cons, whatever, once in a while. And he's a, he's a really cool dude. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are, like, the, the ones that come to mind. I'm sure there's there's more that I'm forgetting. There's also some, like, that we just follow each other and like each other's stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh but that's all whole i don't want to spend too much time on the one question yeah no you're good but, you're good uh, i have a bunch don't worry we're going into music next and then i got like film stuff yeah. i got like all teared out nice um, <laughs> what was your earliest exposure to music and which artist or band really got you hooked my earliest exposure to music was just simply my parents playing music in the car or whatever nice. spinning a record show me hey Ellie, check out this man forever um and the thing, the main artist that got me hooked, the first one, thinking about it today, is Queen. Nice for sure. It was a very. I had a giant Freddie Mercury poster until I put Terrifier there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Queen definitely. Bohemian Rhapsody's best album, one of the best ever. I mean, come on. Totally. Uh, Kiss. A lot. I started out with a lot of rock. Um, Kiss was definitely a big one. That was my very first show I ever went to mm-hmm. concert, and they were fantastic so uh and it was, yeah they're so good live so yeah. good live acdc so black sabbath a lot of the early rock and then i kind of transitioned into 
metal and punk and then uh death metal and then it's funny i was going to like harder and harder music like crazier and crazier music and then i took a left turn yeah. when i listened to elliot smith and then i'm like on the yeah. complete opposite end of the spectrum um i love everything i love anything from indie music so elliot yeah, smith alp she radiohead fiona uh apple um uh, so so many so many great artists, and then jazz, rap. I love a lot of good old school nineties rap, or even some new artists like Tyler the Creator was one of my favorite newer rap Classic. artists. MF Doom was a great one. Uh, oh, MF Doom, yeah, he so was good. I own, yeah, I own it. I own him on vinyl. Uh, Do you have that like that food album or whatever? What's the yes, food one? Yeah, that was so it's good. Like, mm, isn't I think it's like MMM food or something. Mm, food. Yeah, yeah, I have that one. That's the one okay. I have yeah sweet um what do you call it Al- alex g is amazing the god save the Al- animals that's a great record honestly i i i like it i like the fact that he experimented a lot but yeah. for me uh some of the best music ever written in my opinion is his first couple of albums and i hate oh, yeah. to be like that guy like oh you know the first couple of albums oh they're so good it, but if there's some sort of like I was just actually just recently talking to my dad yesterday last night about it. There's something about his old school music, like the Race album, Trick, DSU, uh, like those albums. When I hear it, I think about like when I was younger, when I was hanging out with old friends at the park, uh, playing just something as simple as like my case that I ha- had my video games in or whatever. Uh, just simple stuff like that. His voice is so raw, and natural, and it's just him and his guitar for a lot of songs. But he's he's in my opinion one of the best ever in history on the planet. Yeah, just uh, raw talent. Kind of, yeah, raw raw talent, and um, it gives me hope because a lot of those first albums was him in his bedroom or whatever at home studio did it all himself. Um, and he was one of the artists that made me think if he can do it, I can do it. So that's why you know what's wrong is it was able to happen. You know. Yeah. Taking inspiration, from even Billie Eilish, you know, she recorded Logic Pro in her bedroom, right. wherever with her brother. So just to see that these artists can do it, make awesome music from their bedroom, just simply doing what they love. I mean, just people like Alex she huge inspiration for me. Right, and Elliot Smith too, man. That either or uh-huh. records, one of my favorites. Um, tattooed. Did you really? Oh no yeah, way! Or on my wrist, yeah. Yeah, that's probably my favorite from his. Um. Dude, he he died so tragically though, and he was just gone too soon. He probably would have had so many great records after that. Yeah, a lot of the time I think about like if there was a new Elliot. I wish there was a new Elliot Smith album out today. You know, right. like. Uh, but either or is definitely my favorite, arguably my favorite album ever. Number one for me. Yeah, that's why I have it tattooed. Um, and I think yeah, I have either a poster poster right here. Oh, either perfect. Elliot Smith. That's cool. But I mean, his songwriting, of course, obviously, I'm named after him. Right. My parents are huge fans. Um, of course, he's a huge inspiration to me. But he's one of the godfathers, in my opinion, of indie music, uh, indie acoustic, uh, indie rock, and whatever. He likes to categorize it. And um, definitely a huge inspiration. I mean, like doubling the vocals is that's a big reason why I do it. I mean, artists like him, Alex G, Slowpulp, Phoebe Bridgers, Crumb, they all do double vocals. And that's why I do it. Um, he, he just had a talent, uh, an unmatched talent, you know, mm-hmm. that I feel like 
will never ever be able to be replicated. His chords, the way he uh, hits the guitar, his voice is just so haunting. Eerie, there's no yeah. voice that sounds like Elliot Smith, yeah. and there's no voice that will ever sound like Elliot Smith. And I feel like that's because he just did it himself. He did it with. He had an ear. He knew his inspirations, of course, the Beatles or whatever, but he just wanted to capture himself, in my opinion. That's I'm not gonna speak for Elliot Smith, of course, but am yeah. I wearing no, I'm not wearing Elliot Smith's shirt. Um, but uh <laughs> uh one of the very best. Yeah, for sure. Um, did your play your parents play in bands growing up? My dad did. My dad played in a couple of punk bands and hardcore bands. So- uh the biggest one was the Judas Factor. He played guitar in it. He was a guitarist. Um, and then he did a punk band called Killed by the Bull, um, which was a very fun, cool little punk band. And I actually remember when I was younger, like a toddler, going to some of his shows because he had like such an energy. He would do like these dances and stuff while he's singing, <laughs> like like classic Dead Kennedys performance. That's and so one cool. of the times he went into the crowd and then i couldn't see him anymore and then all of a sudden he slid under from like like under everybody right yeah. to me and was singing to me blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> um, That's on so the cool. ground like like this he just came out of nowhere and i remember that being that's one of my core first memories that's um sweet. going going to that show and he taught me how to do some finger picking and um he helps he's he's one of the best one of the best uh dads i could have asked for i have one of the coolest the coolest parents mom and dad both of them they work so hard my mom's an incredible artist yeah they're incredible um and just the fact that they work so hard always motivates me because i i bet you if i look out there tonight or whatever uh my mom will be panning you know my dad's always always working everybody it's it's a collective effort so it motivates me it's really cool that you have a great support system. You need that. I mean, honestly, yes. especially as an artist, like to just come out the gate with just great parents. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, how did your mom get into making art and what was her inspiration for selling her prints at horror conventions? Honestly, that's a really great question. I think she's just really simply loved the art to me in with, you know, like yeah. I feel like she's just a, a fan of art and painting. Uh, I'm pretty sure she started with pottery. Um, oh, cool. Uh, but she transitioned at one point to doing paintings. Uh, and yes, yeah, so, so I remember I was thinking, who was her main inspiration? Uh, you know, Tim Burton movies. Yeah. So like a lot of those, like Nightmare for Christmas and stuff has, has inspired her so much. Um, I'm pretty sure Vincent Van Gogh also inspired her too. I'm, I'm, I have to ask her. I have to ask her where some of her favorite inspirations are for, for artists. Now that yeah. you asked but I do know Tim Burton, his style of animation and stuff has definitely inspired her with the spookiness and stuff. Some of her favorite movies ever. Right. Are the movies. I remember doing pottery back in the day, at like camp and stuff. That was, <laughs> that was like super satisfying, but when it would like dry up and get under your fingernails, it would like hurt and just crust and stuff. I don't know. Super, super uncomfortable. I remember that. Just thinking about it makes me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> it's kind of fun though. It's cool when you build something, you know. It's just fun. But is there any like specific inspiration behind the little punk people logo? That is just simply my mom's art. She wanted to paint me. I think that's what's being me. That's what it was. Okay. Um, it started out as the bee, and my mom. I was like, a, it was me with wing, wings as a bee. So cool. um, 
my mom that was my mom's way of getting over her fear of bees because she has a big fear of bees and wasps and stuff so she made me a bee to make her and that was like a our logo for a long time and then uh she made another one as me like a bat as a bat or whatever we love bats we love yeah we're we're, we're nature lovers um so that was i don't know if there's any specific inspiration behind that other than it just being me with with bat wings all right i would kill for like a snapback of that if you guys are you guys ever gonna make hats again i don't know if you ever did that i don't know if we ever made hats that'd be cool with like the logo that would be cool yeah good point um see let's see here so you started playing guitar in was it sixth grade yes okay yeah and you You've you've come a pretty long way with that. Do you feel like you've gotten pretty good? Um, I feel like there's still more for me to learn <laughs> because uh, I, I'm always I'm always always practicing. Always that's actually what I do. I don't even like a lot of people they learn covers and stuff forever. I don't even learn many covers. Yeah. Uh, like I don't learn many scales. I I know the pentatonic scale, uh, and that is it. And all the rest of my guitar playing is just straight up from me playing random chords over and over and over again until I get a song that I think sounds cool. Um, That's the route I wanted to go. So, I mean, doing that, there's always stuff for me to learn. Um, And just recently, I felt like I was getting sick of the, of the chords I was playing. Yeah. And like the, the notes was like, I don't like these notes anymore. So I tuned it like, three steps down not three full steps but three half steps down so now i'm experimenting with that always always trying to do stuff always trying to bring songs i feel like i've definitely gotten better for sure for sure songwriting wise i've definitely gotten better even if you compare what's wrong the what's wrong album to my new album end of ways um i feel like i've i've definitely made a a a big you know a big leap and Um, i'm hoping for my third album i can do a similar type of thing that's for so sure. cool. I think they're both great records, honestly. But yeah, you could you could definitely Thank see you. the growth. But the first one's fantastic too. Thank um, you. How does managing social media help to capitalize on growth and help you reach your audience? I feel like social media is like the most one of the most underrated things when it comes to being a musician that people don't talk about enough. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I feel like if you want to get your art out there, you have to have a social media presence. You have to be taught because it's. In my opinion, of course, playing shows is, is so important, right? It's so important playing shows. I want to play more shows. Um, but you're getting you can get your music in front of like even if it if a post that's categorized is kind of like not that good, even if it was like a hundred views, right? Some people be some musicians would be unhappy with that. I wouldn't. Even if it was a hundred views on a post, right? Mm-hmm. You got that means you had a hundred potential people see your song. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. If it can change just one of their lives somehow, that's even more beautiful. Um, and it, it's 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 just it's just a way of life for me at this point. And it's definitely blew up, helped blow up my music. And um, it, it was such a huge factor for what's wrong that album, uh, for sure. Uh, one night I was sitting here playing games on my Xbox right here, yeah. sitting in this. I was right here. This is my position, okay? Um, playing games, whatever. I picked up my phone. I was like, and usually at this time, there was like around like 20 people listening at once, which was incredible. I was so happy about it. I looked at my phone and there was 40 people. I was like, what the 40? 
Yeah. I took a stream. I'm like, this is awesome. This is like my most I've ever had. And then it went up to 80. Like as as I was watching it on my phone, I'm like, what? 90? 100? Oh my God, this is insane. And then it got to 500. And then it got to 1,000 people listening all at the same time as I'm sitting here. And I was freaking the fuck out. I was like, <laughs> what is going on? I checked my TikTok and a kid <laughs> made a post of them in a bathroom, I think, right? <laughs> like this. That was the whole post. It had text over it and saying, this is one of the best albums I've heard. Uh, a 17-year-old kid made this album or whatever. Wow. And that post had like a million views. Oh my I was God. like, oh my God, this this just changed my life. This kid, this random, this random post. That's insane. And um, then that post got taken down. Ugh, of course. In the wall, in the middle of the night. And then it went down to like 500, 100, and there was like 100 people saying, like, God, I'll, I'll take it or whatever. I was like, why did the post get taken down? They think they were like bullying me or something. Uh, and then the next morning, it got put back up. But then there was like a whole straight week where there would be multiple viral posts on TikTok that would have like millions of views yeah. of people talking about my music, saying that they like it. Um, there was a funny one that I, the, one of the main ones that blew up was a kid. They had like the Nirvana record, like uh, smells like teen spirit. And like they yeah. threw it away and like blew out online to look at the what's wrong album, um, which it, it was all very, very beautiful, such a beautiful thing. But I'm going to say one piece of advice to any artist that, that happens to it changes your life for sure but don't expect that crazy wild ride where it's like a thousand streams to last forever especially right. if it's going viral on tiktok because um yes that got my music from so many people have listened i i get recognized in public once in a while from a music fan someone loves my music sees my tiktok or whatever so cool. um but that does not last forever but that's even more of a reason, unless you're Radiohead, yeah. uh, then then you made it. Okay, if you're Radiohead, then I think you you're you got to fine. <laughs> you're doing fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, always be happy. Always be grateful for for where you are at this moment, and compare yourself to before. So yeah. if you compared me two years ago, right? Yeah. To to even just a year ago. I was in a movie, a horror movie. Yeah. I was in, I have an album out that blew up. You know, I have a TikTok account that I've been consistently posting on that's blown up. And then if you take a year away from that, then you have nothing. And you have, all you have is a kid that wants to do something with music and wants to make, bring joy to people or whatever. And to dream of having 10 people listen to their music, right. 50 people. And then, so never, ever, ever let any sort of industry, any sort of music, any anything uh, get your head all into like an ego thing at all. Because I've seen people that happen to, uh, whether it's through uh, movies or music, anything. Mm -hmm. So always stay grounded. Care about every individual fan because mm -hmm. that's what I do. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it, it works out because people can sense that people can sense if you're in over your head or if you're not really that good of a person or whatever. So always make your days about trying to make people happy because that's right. that's what we're here for. You know, if you're an artist, that's what you're here for. 
bring yeah. joy to people, make people happy. It's awesome. It's an right. awesome life to live. And never phone it in either. A lot of people like to phone it in. Be a true yep. artist, you know? <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Then it just becomes like a part of your day where it's like, okay, I'm going to make a song. Yeah. I'm done. You know, no, it's like every single note, every single second, every single minute, it all matters. Right. Um, that also counts for social media as well. Yeah. That's why every post I'm like, all of us today, we talked about one of my favorite <laughs> records, whatever, you know, today we got American football record, you know? Yeah. Um, you got to, you so, got to. It, it's just simply me truly caring about fans, truly caring whether it's the Terrifier fans, mu- music fans, anybody. I love you all. Yeah. And I'm going to give, put my all into every single minute of my life for those people. Speaking of uh, crazy TikTok blow ups, there's a band actually from New Jersey. I don't know if you've heard of them. Pine Grove. Have you heard of Pine yes. Grove? Great yes. band. Great band. Phenomenal. Um, the they shuffle. Had... <laughs> shuffle. Oh, yeah. You've Pine heard Grove. of the shuffle. <laughs> Yes, I, I did a video doing one of the shuffle. Oh, you did? Shuffle, <laughs> yeah. No and that post, that post did really well, too. I think it has like awesome. a, a couple million views. And it's just I, the, the, the shuffle. Dun, dun, dun. Your video has that many? A couple. A couple. I think it's like a million to two million views or something. What? Wow, I didn't even realize you did that. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. it was definitely a crazy experience on TikTok. Uh, that's such a random song too that's like by far not even close to one of their best songs (laughs) yeah because it's crazy how that you know it can just happen at at any moment and your life can change when you're on tiktok you're making music at any moment yeah i mean like uh sign crushes motorists uh, i'm a huge fan of them i've always been a huge fan of them but they've had a consistent tiktok audience of people loving them right and he, he's actually also my friend i talked to him he's really cool really down-to-earth cool dude yeah and he's another one of those people where i can just tell he truly cares about the fans he's always releasing music always working on music um and people can relate to his music so any tiktok whatever so if you're a fan watching this video right and you like my music uh don't be afraid to make a TikTok because I will like, I will like it. I will share it. I will repost right. it. <laughs> Why not? Right. That's the best when fans get creative too. And just yes. do something with the art. That's really cool. I love that. It, it's mind blowing. Whenever yeah. that happens, it, it's the coolest. Or um, I've also once in a while, I'll see like fan art of like the album cover or whatever. Right. Or, like that. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, no, for sure. But that's, that's just wild that you have two records out at 18. So your your new record it's out on streaming now, but does it have it has pre orders up for the vinyl? Uh yes yes it's on the Kill Rockstars website, but also my I have a bunch of copies in my store cool. on the website uh, the littlepumppeople.net website, um and uh you can just order them now and we'll ship them ship them out no pre order we're just like we got it we'll just send it out oh anyway. sweet so they're they're ready basically that's cool. yeah awesome uh, I'm, I'm gonna pick yeah. one up for sure. Hell yeah. Um, let's see. So the second one, was that in studio? I know the first one you did all at home, right? Yes. The second one was a mixture of studio and at home recording. So okay. um, Timeless Tears, that song in particular, I wrote and recorded that song before What's Wrong. Oh, wow. But, but I thought the, the song just didn't fit the vibe of, of What's Wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we went to the studio, it, we kind of revitalized it and gave it a little bit more life with extra violins. Like that violins was already in the song, but it was like the Logic Pro violins. 
Right. So we made it uh, with actual real strings. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, it was all a mixture. Better Way was at home. A lot of it was at home, except for the strings. Um, so like I would use like demo vocals, demo guitars, but then also there'd be some songs like um, I'm trying to think mistake it would be recorded all at the studio vocals everything mm-hmm. um so it's like a mixture kind of like the one like oh this song every song is different on that one right. different way or any whatever um but i think for my next album i definitely want to record at home again yeah. i, I that, it's the it's a debate i don't know if i the studio experience was cool it was a cool vibe but i feel like I want to capture some more of the essence of the first album in some way mm-hmm. to bring it to the number three album yeah. uh, while still having growth um, and better songwriting and stuff. I want to be able to, to there's, there's just a vibe. There's just a, some sort of vibe that you get from at home recordings. Yeah. And, and there's nothing against studio because the vocals sound really good. Very crisp and beautiful. Yeah. And I'm very happy with the end of ways album. I think it's better than what's wrong. Yeah. Um, and anyone that hears it, they've been saying they're liking liking it as much or on par or if not more than the first album. But definitely expect the next album to be at home, at home recording, unless at last minute I decide otherwise. Right. I mean, you've already proven that the DIY like approach works for you, so it's not like you can't yeah. do it, you know? Exactly. Um, and if I'm using some of the demos or whatever anyways for even for the ones of the studio album, I mean like you know, might as well. Might as well just you know, record yeah. some at home, a lot at home. And I love the end of ways cover with that long exposure shot. That's very cool. It's kind of throwbacky. Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh cover. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, did I do a cover on the album? But no, I yeah. but no uh, <laughs> yes, the album cover. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. Um, a lot of no, it's not that's my that's my fault. I come I'm, you're talking about long exposure shot, of course you're talking about the cover. Um but uh <laughs> that picture a lot of the album, and this is a trigger warning, uh, a lot of the album is about Josie and what she went through. She went through all sorts of abuse. Right. Um physical mental sexual abuse while she was living at uh another home we got me and my dad we drove down at 3 a.m and picked my girlfriend up got her out got her got her out of there and she's now in a safe place and a very happy always healing of course she's doing the healing and stuff um but she's experiencing a lot of good growth here and just becoming you know dealing with all those things so that album is dedicated to josie uh and a lot of it is about uh that and the very last song is uh, a complete my only love song i've ever really written all of my songs or whatever like the first song was all about being alone needing wanting to find that person yeah. the last song i end of ways because i want to end it off on a good note because that's kind of how it ended off in real life it was a complete love song towards josie my girlfriend um all it's literally i say the word love in it uh, I call I, one of the first nicknames I called Josie was uh, Star Girl. Yeah, yeah. And so over the moon, I one night, I, as corny as it is, I was looking at the moon and I saw a star over the moon. I was like, <laughs> that'd be a cute, cute little song. Yeah, that's cool. Did that. Uh, but that picture was the very last picture uh, she took at that house. Yeah. And 
it was a mistake picture. She meant she was like she like accidentally took it like this or whatever. Yeah, and why it's so blurry and stuff. And of course, we made it look orange and stuff, whatever. So um, cool, though. Yeah. That's really beautiful that you guys got her out of that situation. I mean, that's that's really important to just give her a new life, honestly. Yes, it really, it really she's sucks. she's reborn yeah. here. She's doing everything that she wants to do. Uh, she's going through painting and stuff, doing art. Yeah, uh, she can do any song that she wants to do. She sang a little bit. I'll throw it away. Yeah. The song "End of Ways." She's in the very faintly in the chorus so you have to really listen mm -hmm. but uh she's she's spreading her wings she's going to be selling her art for the very first time at a heart convention with yeah. my mom at the famous monsters that's actually this coming weekend um and i'm going to be signing there as well so it's going to be cute to see her sell her paintings for the very first time at heart that's very it's, cool isn't ozzy going to that too yep ozzy's <laughs> going to be there that's insane so cool. I'm crossing my fingers, hoping that somehow, some way, I'd be able to meet Ozzy. Oh, uh, that'd be that'd be a, a life goal complete. Absolutely. I still want to see him. I would love to see him in concert. Oh, he's so so good, so good. i
Yeah, I love that video you guys did for End of Ways. That was a really cool tribute to your girlfriend. Really yes. cool video. And her acting in it is actually like really good, like her facial expressions and yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that was basically us just like, we're going to go out, we're going to film you. And, uh, we wanted to have kind of a story to it a little bit along the lines, a little hint, whatever. Some people mm-hmm. have, have, I've kind of got got it and got the vibe and told told me like oh I kind of I understand the music video a little bit or whatever, right. um, but it it it's a beautiful music video. It's my favorite music video I've ever done for sure. No, that's so cool. And your dad helps you film those, right? Yes, it's it's a combined effort. The music that's videos so cool. are 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 because uh, I'm a huge fan of filming and like yeah. cinematography, like. I'm a nerd with that type of stuff and I'm becoming more and more of a nerd yeah. every day about it. So like for some shots, I'll literally show my dad, like the shot that I want to get, like do yeah. this angle. We have like this, this bush here or whatever, focus on this leaf. And then like, you'll pan out and go to like the, whatever, go to me or, uh, yeah. So it's definitely combined effort though, for sure. Um, but I feel like that's the best way to do a music video to go out to just simply go out and film. Yeah, whatever. absolutely. And very DIY. All we have is just a camera and us. No film crew. No makeup department. Nothing. Right. It's just uh, you don't need it. You really don't need it. Yeah. And you get better the more that you make too, which is so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um the the video yeah. for uh, sorry. We're gonna be working on a couple more. Um, oh, I I did. Uh, we're gonna be working on a couple more music videos soon. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I'm sorry. No, no, I thought I was cutting you off. My bad. <laughs> no, you're all good. No, you're good. Uh, we just recently did a animation one for Remember When. Yeah. With an artist named Doctor Nowhere, he's really talented. Um, and then we're gonna have another animated one uh, for Halloween. So stay tuned. Keep your eyes peeled for that. It's gonna be nice. fun. Yeah, remember when had that really cool animation style? Um, how exactly did the artist create those visuals? Was it a lot of like hand drawn stuff? I think, uh, I think it was digital. That was his very first animation that he was doing, um, and I feel like it really came out well. I I, I think he did it all digital, um, but he did it like in a way that wasn't like the more normal traditional way. I think he like used a different type of program or whatever. Um, but all in all, I felt like the visuals looked great. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I was happy, really happy with it. Really talented artist. No, it's a cool video. Um, let's see here. So you're you played a few shows so far. I'm sure you want to do more. Um, do you get oh, any like God. jitters like before going on stage? I got jitters from my very first show at Final Addiction. I was very nervous right before I played. Right. The moment I was done with my very first song and people seemed to be really into it and they liked it, I was like, all the nervousness went away. I was like, These, I, I can just play. I can just play music. I'm just going to do what I do at home. Right. So uh, ever since then, ever since after my very first song, I haven't been nervous once playing a show. Cool. And, and also my style of music, I mean, there's not much to be nervous about because like, even if I like fuck up a song or whatever, Right, it's kind of funny, anyways. Like <laughs> watching, I would watch like old school Elliot Smith lives, live video, uh, live clips, um, or Alex G or whatever. And there's like this one of the best parts in one of his songs he's playing. He's like, 
I'm going to prepare you guys like right before you play. He's like, I screw this part up every single time. So, and, and whatever. And people were laughing. People were liking it. And he did. He was like, bang, bang. <laughs> I, he, he kind of went into it a little bit more. Uh, and it just was a good time. Uh, so if, I felt like if I ever fuck up and screw up, it, I would just play it off like that. I kind of like laugh it off. Yeah. Kind of make fun of it in a way and then just move on, go to the next, work on, continue with the song. But with that in mind, I haven't messed up that much. Like, because right. now I've, there's always this fear, like, I'm going to mess up, I'm going to mess up, and that will make you mess up. Right. So now I'm thinking like, oh, I'm not going to, if I mess up, it'd be kind of funny. And now I don't mess up. And to be honest, I don't think people catch on to that super often. Like if you mess up like one word, like who's going to really catch that? Like it's hard. You know? Yeah. I, I've, I've, I've been doing a lot of TikTok lives where I play my music once in a, once in a while or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I will mess up like a, what, like one word or something like no one would tell or understand, like really care about it. Right. Um, it's all it's all fun so when did the initial intrigue to start an acting career take root for you and what were your beginning steps to breaking into the industry my beginning steps from breaking into the industry i've always wanted to be an actor always wanted to like i said when i was younger i wanted to be a part of what's good in this world i want to be a force for good uh that's what i think john coltrane said at one point uh so i, I use that a lot he's one of my favorites ever but uh I want to be a force for good for in this world. Uh, so I auditioned for a talent agency. Uh, I got in. I've been doing auditions nonstop. Uh, always doing auditions, but Terrifier too. That was um, through Actors Access. Yeah. One day we're like, "Oh, let's look at Actors Access. What's going on?" Forever. My dad saw Terrifier. Too well, and he was like, "What? We're a huge fan. We love this movie, or whatever." Yeah. Wow, terrifying too. Yeah, I remember that movie. I loved the first one. That's uh, so why I did an audition. I was already a huge fan of the movie, um, and uh, I, it all worked out. I did four auditions for that movie for Terrifier Two, and I ended up getting the role. Yeah, that's so cool, man. I, I remember of- that. I remember when it was on Actors Access. I actually I tried applying for it too, and there were like. <laughs> There were two roles when I when I went on to see it, and they were both at like completely different age ranges than I was. But I still regret not like sending in an audition. I feel like I should have yeah. done it just for fun, just to do it. Why not, right? Yeah. Why not? That's so cool, though. I thought for sure that you had met Damien just from the conventions. That's what I. That's no. what I was assuming. No, a lot. It's all hard work, yeah. hard work, nonstop. So cool. uh, in the acting industry, doing auditions, it is, uh, in my opinion, uh, harder than music. Oh, yeah. A lot of people saw the music industry or whatever. I feel like the acting industry is harder. And, so much and, harder. Because uh, with music, you can you have some sort of control. You can make music, uh, especially these days, whenever you want, right? Yeah. It's your control. For acting, you're, you're doing, you can't control how many auditions you get, right? right. And then when you do an audition... Uh, you can't control if you get the role. Yeah, and you can even do the best job ever. You can be the best actor, the whole world's in that room, but then they might want a kid that's older, yeah, or a kid that's shorter, or a kid that has a different look. They want a certain look for the role. Yeah. Um. So that I feel like with acting, it's definitely definitely harder than music. Uh, and it's but it's hard work. It's just part of the journey. Yeah, it's just what it is. And you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy every step of the way. 
Right. Absolutely. You could be a terrible artist and still get stage time. If you're a musician, you know, you could do, you could, any, you can go anywhere and basically do your music. Yep. Yeah. With film, it's like, it's kind of up to them. And yeah, like you said, if like they're looking for something particular, you're just not it. Even if you knock it out of the park in there, you're not going to get it. Yep. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's tedious. Yeah, I've, done, I've done hundreds of auditions. I've been rejected hundreds of times. Right. <laughs> but, um, I, for some reason, it just doesn't get to me as much. Like, I don't feel like as bummed out if I lose a role. Like, oh, okay. Right. Uh, you got to move on. Yeah. You got to just yeah. go to the next one. Yeah. I got to meet Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, two of my favorite actors of all time at a, they were doing something for their liquor or whatever, Dos Hombres or yeah. Hombres. Um, and I got to meet them and they signed uh, the bottle or whatever. Uh, and we still have it. It's really cool. But uh, I met them and I told them how much they inspired me with my acting. And uh, I'm an actor myself, always doing auditions. And Aaron Paul's like, yo, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. You know, he's always like that, like really yeah. Like, yeah, awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, and Brad Cranston was like, well, I wish you great luck with your acting journey. And I don't know why. Ever since you said that to me, I was always thinking it is a journey. Right. Because like, uh, you experience all sorts of emotions. You become all these different characters. You memorize all these different lines, even for roles that you might not even get. But it's still a journey, and maybe one day you can be a you could break out with an awesome role that you could film all the time. You know, right? Uh, sure. Breaking Bad. You can be on a show that lasts seasons upon seasons upon seasons, and that will be your journey. That'll be part of your journey, part of your life just as much as doing all the auditions to get to that point. Yeah. Uh, so that to me has always inspired me. Breaking Bad knew when to end it too. I feel like five seasons was perfect. Had they gone any yeah. longer, it would have been like a Dexter situation where it just went way too long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the best shows of all time. Perfect Never. show. Uh, and then Better Call Saul is incredible too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bob Odenkirk's fantastic. So good. So good. So commuting to New York City for auditions must be a pretty daunting task. Like, what's your typical day like with doing that? Does that just kill your whole day? You know, it's. I feel like you've been like reading my mind somehow with some of these <laughs> questions, like uh, talking about like if any of my parents are in a band, you might be the next Nardwar over here. You know too much. Um, <laughs> but uh, there was uh, the yes. Uh, Luckily, recently, ever since COVID, a lot of the auditions have been self-taped, so I'd film it and then we'd send it in. Yeah. But before that, it was a lot of in-person, and I did not like the commute. <laughs> uh, and we would uh, go on a bus for like an hour and a half every time we would have an audition, go to the city. Then we'd always be there early because it's good to be early. Uh, so we'd wait in a park, sit down in a park for like – hours or not hours but like maybe an an hour or like 30 minutes or whatever and then i would go in and i would be going in early anyways so i'd be like 10 15 minutes early and i would sit in the waiting room of an audition which to me is Pretty harder cool. than the actual audition yeah. sitting in the waiting room it's just like it's just just to sit down and be nervous um yeah. like because you know you're going to be doing these lines, you're preparing it in your head and saying it over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and then I'd be done with the audition. I'd go right home. Uh, but some of those days, it was definitely felt like 
like almost like some of those days weren't even real. Like I would do an audition, like I, we'd get up real early, we'd go to the city, do the audition. Then we'd get home at like one o'clock and I'd be sitting on the deck. And for some reason I could still kind of hear like the New York city traffic and like the beeping and like, no, I'm sitting on the deck yeah. right now. I'm not, in, I'm not in New York city. Uh, Cause it's just like really weird to go like to a completely different environment. And then yeah. back home, um, just like that. It's like, like you're, it's almost like if you're listening to like an Elliot Smith song that all of a sudden death was playing and then it went back to Elliot Smith. That's what it feels like. Right. Uh, like that's my weird analogy. I don't even know what I'm talking about with that. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I have OCD. So whenever I would be on the bus, uh, sneezing would be, very frequent yeah coughing would be very frequent it could be someone right behind you or right in front of you and then on the bus for some buses there would be this like popping noise that would happen at like a perfect beat per minute time <laughs> over and over and over again yeah and um even with my music on i could s- somehow hear it a little bit it'd be like that's oh, the worst the entire bus ride <laughs> and that would be like that for like an hour or whatever. And that for traumatizing, traumatizing. But it's part of the journey, part of the acting journey. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like after you got Terrifier, um, I mean, you had to do a couple auditions. It was like four or five auditions. Yeah, four auditions, uh, two self-tapes, two in-person. Only one of the in-persons was in the city. The other final audition was an in-person um, at uh, the producer Phil's house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Um, did Damien name the film after that Pig Destroyer uh, record? I always wondered uh, that. I know, I know Flo. <laughs> I, I think it was just about being, you know, just terrifying, terrifier, yeah. terrifier. Um, I think that's where he got it from. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask Damien at some point. <laughs> I'm very curious. Um, what was your most challenging scene to film, and what was your favorite? You know, as nerdy as it is, the most challenging for me when I would be like to fall down. Yeah, I wasn't good at falling down. So there was, a, you know, Jonathan was a very physical. You know, it's a very physical role, fighting Art the Clown, being against Art the Clown. So there was a couple of instances where I would fall down or whatever. Right. But um, it, I'd say just maybe simple stuff like that. Uh like some of the most simple stuff will get you as an actor. Like, I don't know. You just, you could be incredible at everything else and then be like, Oh, the falling down part. No, that's a no go. But one of the most challenging forever will be the very last scene in terrifier two for me, because I would be doing that. And be like, I don't want to leave this life. I love being on set. I love working with these hard, incredible workers that all they care about is uh, art. Like yeah. they want to bring art. They want to bring joy through a horror movie to and it's an infectious group of people to be around. Right. Um, so I would say that was definitely the most challenging knowing that I would never be on that terrifier two set ever again. And yeah. I picked up, I think like a leaf or like a stick or something right before I left. I have that leaf or stick. I still in like a bin somewhere. Um, so when I, looking back, I'm a very sentimental person. So I would look back and like, man, I love being on that set. I can't wait to be on the next set in Terrified Free. But uh, right. my favorite scene to film ever was the shotgun scene where I had the gun and I yeah. shot Art the Clown. It was like a shotgun pistol, a saw shotgun or something. 
Yeah. Um, because I got to experience some fun practical effects there. Right. Uh, you know, I felt like that was a very sh- strong moment for Jonathan because for a lot of the movie, he's running away, hiding, and he showed he displayed some strength there. You know, shooting on the clown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I love that scene a lot. Uh, but I'm very lucky I didn't deal with too much practical effects because if I did, I would end up like you know, the brook or whatever. Right. So one somebody that gets killed. So I'm glad I didn't get too too bloodied up too much practical effects. But God, was, was she was incredible. Scene. She was so good. Yes. Uh, incredible actress. Kaylee Hyman was that her name? Yes. Yeah, she is so good. That that scene where she like drugs uh, Lauren Lavera yeah. and just tells her that's one of my favorite scenes for sure. Yes, very, very fun, very fun stuff. Um, but working with Lauren and Sarah Voigt must have been a lot of fun. Two very talented actresses. You and Lauren had great chemistry as brother and sister, and Sarah was just like the perfect uh, psychotic New Jersey mother. Um, <laughs> w- would you say that you learned a lot from working with them? Yes, of course. Um, I I always take in anybody I meet, talk to, I always try to learn something. Um and one thing I'll always remember, Lauren says that acting is reacting, and that is exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, you couldn't put into words better as reacting to someone else. And I feel like acting with her it pushed me, and, and the mom, it pushed me to want to be a better actor for sure and, and bring some something to the table that, you know, could be possibly on par with them. Uh, mm-hmm. And there was definitely a lot of chemistry between me and Lauren because, uh, Right from the get-go, she was treating me like a, a, a little brother. Um, from the, my in, very last in-person audition, she was there, um, and she helped me get through. Like she would, uh, what they do sometimes with the final callbacks or whatever, they'd be like, "All right, so here's another scene or whatever." And it'd be a scene. Yeah, of course you didn't prepare for it. They want to see how you do, right. uh, like on the fly or whatever. So uh, she'd be like, "Oh, well, can we wait a second? Let's. Uh, I'm gonna go over it with Ellie, and we're gonna go." over it real quick and then we'll act it out just something as simple as that um so they yeah working with both both sarah and lauren very talented people and uh i wish them the greatest with with anything that they do because they they helped me a lot yeah and that that slap looked pretty real when sarah just decks you over the face did, did she actually hit you? it was yes. real right yeah yeah we did a, a bunch of fake slaps and in the final take we did a real one i've <laughs> never been slapped in my face before in my life very happily i'm very happy i could say that um so funny so my very first slapper ever was on screen uh and uh the funniest part is like i because i had to get slept but i had to get back up into frame or whatever right so i'm like okay i have to get back that was like a big thing when she slapped me she really went for it uh and i heard ringing my ear or whatever so when i got up i was like oh my god and then uh i ran i had to run away but it was uh, it was definitely a very intense, intense set and uh, fun, 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 very fun scene to film. Yeah, Barb hates her son in that movie. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <Yeah. laughs> um, what is Damien's approach as like a director? How does he get the, the right performance out of his actors? And does he give you a lot of freedom to improvise and go with your instinct? Or is he pretty strict to like what's he, on the page? He has a vision. Um but he does allow for actors, actresses to improvise however they may want. So like Art the Clown, I mean, David, I know they do some improvising scenes, especially with him to like fuck around with some trinkets or whatever, sunglasses. Um, uh, 
for me, I like I wanted to try and just capture his vision as much as possible. I wanted to just say the lines how they are on the script, uh, how they are on the page. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was any other improvising stuff. Um, but he's a great director. He knows what he wants. Uh, and if he sees it on the screen, it like okay, there you go. I mean, like he creates all the practical effects. He's the one that edit edited the whole movie. Uh, he did a lot of the sound design or whatever, so he's he's a very talented, very talented dude and yeah. a really, really wonderful, just good person in general to talk to and hang out with. Uh, and he truly cares. He wanted to bring it. He wanted to, he listened to the fans a lot. He wanted to bring more of a story because that was like, I think one of the complaints of the first movie. So he's like, oh man, I gotta, I, he wanted to deliver. He wanted to deliver a great horror film to the fans and he did it yeah no for oh. sure i actually i remember seeing the first terrifier on that first dread central run um mm-hmm. and me and my friend were dying during that like chainsaw <laughs> kill oh my yeah. god it's so good but yeah i i kind of figure i was like if he makes another one of these it could be something but i i get why people aren't like super into the first one because it's more of a slow burn i guess but yeah, the second one was just like everything coming together. I felt like, and you could tell he's really a visual person, a person like very visually gifted. Um, very. He's so talented. Very, very talented. And for the, sure. the, the set design is like absolutely brilliant. Like, were you were you able to be there for any of the build process for any of the sets? Um, I'm trying to think. A lot of a lot of the help was there's. I, I, to my memory, the two main people with set design was Olga. Okay. Uh, she also did a lot of costume and stuff, and cool. I think she also did makeup and hair. Um, she she was all around very very hardworking person on that set and crew. Um, we still hang out, and talk once in a while, every once in a while, and also Phil as well helped build and construct some sets, like the um, bedroom. See the whole. I'm pretty sure I wasn't there to see physically see it except for i think my room yeah um a little bit of it like in the early stages of it um but a lot of that stuff it's in there is my my stuff in my actual room like this king diamond poster is in jonathan's bedroom um six, six, six. i think i think the pumpkins might have been in there at one point maybe little pump people pumpkin my mom made that uh let me see that is so i like cool. to make my room because i could Talk this like my mom made this for, oh, for the, the room because I was supposed to be like a big Arthur Clown enthusiast. Um, looking around, what records was in there? I'm sure I'm missing. I'm sure oh, both of these records were in there. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I I think I'm missing something between one of these things, but very likely that another one of these posters or whatever was in there. I remember um, the King Diamond. Was there any other like Merciful Fate stuff? Maybe. Yes. Yes. Records. Yes. Uh, we had a couple of the Merciful Fate records hung up in there too. So that's not in my room. But this out in the, out in the living room. Yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of stuff. A lot. It, but my room was changed a little bit. Yeah, there. you got to change it up, of course, all the time. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I have this really and cool also, like Riley Gale poster above my uh, my laptop. Remember Riley from Power Trip. Uh, one of your best of interviews, actually. Love that one. One of my favorites. Um, and he was like one of the coolest dudes ever. Um, I have a Power Trip Nightmare Logic record signed by him. Uh, and I think the whole band as well. But he was one of the coolest dudes. 
Um, and he really liked the interview, apparently, and he told the record label, wherever, oh, that was one of the best interviews I've done. Yeah. And the record label sent me a test pressing of the Opening Fire album. No way. Right? Sure, is like older songs. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, the yellow one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely definitely one of my favorite vocal frontmen all time. Oh, he had the best energy. That's, yes. Yeah. On stage energy, he commanded that that stage for sure. Yeah. I was, I'm, I have the honor to say that I was able to see a couple shows from Powership. The very first time I ever heard Powership was at a show. Yeah. Um, I wasn't aware of them before then. It was when they opened up for Cannibal Corpse, and I interviewed Corpse Grinder. No way. Right? And then I saw Power Trip live, and I was like, "What is this band? They're fucking incredible!" Yeah, uh, Iron Squad was like so, so, such an energy live, and then yeah. uh, of course, Executioner's Task. Um, so good. Uh, it they a band I'll never forget, and um, it's very tragic with Riley Gale. Yeah, how I I mean like. I still actually remember the day seeing that live. It really, really is the worst. It sucks. But rest in power. Yeah. Riley Gale. I'll never forget. I was actually, I was at Guitar Center when he died or when they announced it. I was like literally picking up guitar strings and I was in line. And I just remember somebody behind me was like, oh, did you just hear about like Riley Gale? And at the same time, I was like looking on my phone and I saw it. And right as I went into the store and I bought my guitar strings, the guy that was like working behind the counter was like, Oh, I can tell you're like down. Is something wrong? And I was like, I don't even know what I said. I didn't say anything. And then he was just like, Oh, is it about Riley Gale? <laughs> like he literally knew, like they all knew at, at that same moment that he passed. And it was yeah. Just Cause I, I think if power trip was still around right now, they would be one of the biggest metal bands for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, I I feel like they would have brought a whole new wave of just awesome metal bands, and um, I mean that whole Texas scene is incredible. I mean, Creeping Death and Frozen Soul, yeah, two other awesome bands, um, incredible. One of the best bands, in my opinion, one of the best metal bands, and they still the music still holds up. I listen to it occasionally, every once in a while. No, absolutely, um. So when the film, when Terrifier 2 became an overnight success, what was going through your mind when you, when you saw that? Uh, ecstatic, uh, <laughs> joy, happiness. Um, I, when, when I was on set filming, I had the vibe cause I was, our, I mean, I'm a huge horror fan. Um, I was a huge fan of the very first film. So I was able to, I was like, this is going to be an awesome movie. Yeah. People are going to. And I had high expectations for it, but it still had high expect like it, it, it like exceeded my high expectations. I mean, right. Stephen saw it. So like, I can quit as an actor now, and I've made it. I've made it. I've my life is complete. Stephen King has probably seen me on the big screen. He tweeted about it. Um, tweeted about Terrifier. Nuts. Yeah. Crazy. Talked about it on the Howard Stern show. It yeah. it was a spectacle for sure. Um, it's gonna be in theaters again soon. Terrifier three teasers gonna be in that. It's, yeah. it's I suggest anyone that sees this wherever you watch it because I got a sneak peek of the teaser. Yeah, and it's so exciting and so much fun. 
and you are all gonna love it. You're all, you are all in for a serious treat. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to be on set. I can't wait to film. It's 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 gonna be fun. And that's November first and second that it's coming back to theaters, right? Yes, I think so. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it was like hundred hundred thousand dollar budget made over ten million in the box office, right? Crazy. Yeah. It was crazy watching those numbers like day after day after day, and then they had to keep expanding it because it just it was selling out left and right. Yeah. It and it's it's all thanks to the fans. Yeah. I'm gonna say it again. While always be grateful for every single person that went into the theater, you know, yeah. watch that movie because it wouldn't have blown up without fans. Right. Because this it, it's an indie horror film and people talking about it. None of that stuff. People think like that stuff was like promo for Terrifier. People throwing up or whatever. People talk posting on TikTok about it. It wasn't. It was all real, real stuff. Real stuff happening. Um. It, certainly crazy experience and i was like getting like while that was all happening i was getting like friends sending me messages like from school that i wouldn't i, I haven't talked to in a while I'm like wait yes you're in that terrifier movie <laughs> and i'm like yeah i am that's so cool uh, yeah uh crazy that, that, the only i'm at still at a loss for words for it. i still haven't really fully captured right it. um all i can say is i'm very grateful uh, to have been a part of an awesome horror movie, and that was always my dream. Ever yeah. since I started acting, I was like, I want to be in a horror movie, and what better horror movie than Terrifier Two? That was just one of the coolest horror movies I've seen in years. Because like, you go to it and you just realize like how much of a win that was, not only for horror movies but for indie horror. And it's yeah. just like the moment, like not even the moment ended, like the whole time I was watching it, I was like, the moment I leave the theater, I want to get to work on my next movie and like work and make yeah. more movies with my friends and just do the thing because you don't really need to like worry about the industry too much. Just go out there and just make it. Yeah. And that's what, that's what was so inspiring about it. And dude, I went to see it. I probably saw it five times in the theater at least. Wow. Um, and awesome. I've seen it like 12 times at least since like, it's so good. And it's just, it's just a testament to just, great practical effects just great actors they don't have to be known names you know like i don't know there, there was nothing i didn't love about that movie honestly it was yep, so cool and it was made, made by a film enthusiast damien is just simply has always been a fan yeah right always was a fan of, of horror movies and just simply him working on practical effects as a young kid whatever kit or i think he had like a tom savini kid he always talks about it um yeah where like you can just mess around with makeup and you put it on his friends uh and he was just simply a fan of horror and i feel like that needs to be made more where where you're watching a movie and you could tell this is someone that that watches movies you know this right. is some of course there's plenty of directors or whatever but this is someone that you could probably the, the director you could talk to about jaws for a whole hour if you really wanted to like he he knows his stuff yeah. Um, uh, and it's very inspiring for for you know any fan or whatever to make a movie, any indie horror film, like you were saying, because it even inspires me. Yeah. I want to make a movie. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to like I'm getting to work on a script. Let's get to get to work right now. Right. Yeah. I'm talking about it because he did it himself. He did it himself. It was a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work. He went through a lot. You know, even just pitching the Terrifier, or whatever. Uh, a lot of hard work 
Um, but never, ever give up because at the end of the day, the main thing that matters is the art and bringing joy to people. Yeah. And you can just tell his undying love for it and the passion just bleeds into every frame. You know, yep. it's just so cool, man. Like every single second legend. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I got like a handful more and then we have like the speed round. I know you used to, didn't you used to do like a speed round or something back in the day. I did. That's yes, what I, I do. It, it might even be inspired by you. I don't even know. I've been doing that yeah. since like the start of this, but, um, awesome. so how cool was it to see reports of people puking in the theater, ambulances getting called people passing out and you know, everything in between. <laughs> um, I thought it was insane. I was like, I hope these people are okay. Right. <laughs> good. Um, I don't want anyone to, you know, have like emergency or whatever right. from watching the horror movie. Um, but I was like, this is just crazy because it was getting people talking about it. Um, yeah. uh, and then they started selling the barf bags and stuff. <laughs> it was just, yeah. but it was because they, you know, like there's actually people throwing up. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it was very surreal, very surreal time uh, in my in my life for sure. That was tremendous. And I remember there were a lot of funny TikToks people were making, just kind of making fun of the whole like marketing ploy of it and just like just putting their own spin on it and like faking seizures. And it was crazy. There were so many people doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but not submitting to the MPAA was a very smart choice. And I think it really worked in Damien's favor. Do you think uh, Terrifier 3 will get released unrated as well? I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. um, that's definitely a Damien question. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. It might get rated. Oh, they might have to, right? Is that it's like I don't know if that's like a a requirement. Uh, but um, I don't think it is. I think that's why they got away with it the last time. I'm not really sure. It might go unrated then. Mm -hmm. I I really I actually really don't know. Oh, I don't know too much about that stuff. Yeah. Like logistics thing. Um, but I think the fact it was unrated definitely probably helped. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are working on a new project called the Pitchfork Retreat, which features a lot of known horror legends like Daniel Harris, Tony Todd, Adrian <laughs> Barbeau. Um, is that something that you shot already? Or are you in the works on about to shoot? I already filmed. Uh, I'm only I'm like in a couple scenes. Uh, yeah, well, like an anthology horror film. Sweet. So I'm in two of the anthologies, and uh, I do have a fun, really cool, really fun role in it. Um, from when I was on set, it was really, really cool, really cool makeup, really fun stuff. Um, but yes, Pitchfork Retreat. I don't know when it's going to be officially, uh, released, but stay tuned because whenever it is like, has like a date or whatever, I will post about it. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, already filmed and, cool. uh, very exciting stuff. I think you're going to like it. Yeah. You never get sick of the Halloween, like anthology films. Those are always fun. Yeah. No, oh, um, but filming it was all it was, it was another like experience, fun experience because uh, it was in New York State somewhere, and uh, one of the scenes I don't know if actually I don't know if I'm I'm allowed to say one of the scenes I I'm like running into frame right, uh, and it was really dark out and I could hear like hyenas and like wolves out in the distance, yeah. but I was by myself because I was like far away running into the scene, uh, running into the shot. So like I would be out out there by myself, waiting for them to say action out here. <laughs> like like nothing <laughs> wrong. Like am I gonna get eaten? Am I gonna get killed by like a like a wolf or something out here? <laughs> right. Um, 
but it would have worked for the movie, you know, anything for the movie, just kill me. I don't care. But uh, <laughs> uh, definitely fun. Definitely fun. And it's cool. Andrew Divoff, the Wishmaster himself is also in that. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, good cast. Um, so what, what yeah. are your goals for acting in 2024? Are you trying to just get on any set or take any role that you can get your hands on? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Terrifier three is number one, first and foremost. Right. Uh, my, my sights, uh, and I will be in it. Um, I will be in Terrifier three and that's definite. Uh, um, yeah, the, the whole acting, the way with acting is just like, I, I, I honestly don't have any specific plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I make it on a set, I'll boast about it. I'll talk about it. Um, but also the stuff with the SAG strike and stuff, I think might put has been pushing auditions back, putting yeah. it. I haven't been getting as many just because of that. I mean, um, which rightfully so, of course. Well, um, I think... I think honestly, the actor strike. Now that the writer strike's over, I think the union one will probably be over for the actors this or next week. I think, I think because they have to have this done before the holidays, so that once January rolls around, we can just get back to it. So I think that's yeah. the mindset right now. Good. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm hoping. Great. Sounds yeah. great to me. I can't wait to to start acting, uh, yeah. doing more auditions. Um, uh. Yeah, just just going with the flow, <laughs> going with the journey. Nice. Um, do you ever see yourself developing a screenplay of your own or directing in the future? Um, at first, like if you asked me this question like a year ago, I'd say I just want to mainly do acting or whatever. But right now, it's kind of like more of a thought, more more so thinking about it. Um, whether it is just a short film, a couple short films, or if it's like an actual movie, or starting with short films and building with that yeah uh i don't know i i do want to do it uh at one point actually not too long ago i was like writing a small little script but then i realized that uh if i want to make like a short film wherever it has to be feasible yeah like if i want it to be like how i do my music videos you know like it's just right. me my dad and whoever wants to be in the music video yeah. uh with a camera like filming around here because i mean i don't like i don't have money to like hire a bunch of actors and write out this place and do that and do this right uh so i think if i do anything i'll be building building uh laying the groundwork um for if if it's like an indie indie film any drama film indie horror film who knows don't right. know what's gonna come but all i know is that if it happens, I do want to make it fun and make it good. No, for sure. I think it's so important for people, especially actors, to just learn all the various trades and like learn how to like edit, direct, write. <laughs> it's just it just fills in the gaps for all the dead space of time when you're just waiting for auditions and stuff. Yep, but also, I mean, for me, the dead space of time has just been music. Music, yeah, exactly. Uh, so so you, you got your hands full for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I've been very, very busy. Every single working on a song recording a new song doing this um uh, so very very busy i might have a new single out at some point cool. uh, either if it's during the fall or winter or whatever um and i also have a project that i'm doing that's really really exciting uh where i'll be collaborating with some other artists and it's just a couple songs three songs and each artist has their own song so it's a split Sweet. um uh, so I'm very, very, 
very extremely excited about that. Uh, so a lot of stuff, a lot of constant hard work. Awesome. Very cool. Um, let's see here. So what's, what's some of the best advice that you've received in your journey, whether that be in music or film? Best advice. Very, very best. I would say uh, it was from my grandfather when I first started doing acting and stuff. And it says, and he just said, just stay the same, be the same person. Ne never change. Uh, and I take that advice all the time, think about it all the time. I'm forever grateful for it, for any, any, like I just kind of been along the lines of the stuff I was saying before. Uh, and um, my grandfather is just, still to this day a very nice person i've never heard him say the word hate like about something like he's never told me he hated hated something uh like i i can't believe i was actually just thinking about the other like he's never said that he hates something i don't remember him ever hating anything he's just such a very nice person um and that's the life i want to live i want to be a nice person and i love, and i want to be happy and um so appreciating uh something as simple as a light bulb like this light here uh will always keep me grounded yeah uh, so that's that's what i do uh so if you're an actor musician or whatever be yourself and remember who you are uh and that also affects your acting and your music because if you bring yourself to your music bring yourself to the character that you're playing no one on this planet could do you better than you no one will be able to make a song like you because it's you creating a song, not someone else. Uh, no one could act a certain way. When you think of some of the best actors, uh, it's because of their distinguished, you know, way of acting. No one is Jim Carrey. No one can act like Jim Carrey, right? And he was one of the best. Yeah. Uh, or, or even Will Ferrell, and that's just some comedians. No one will ever be Robert De Niro. But how do they become that point? Because they're themselves. Um, and I feel like an individual person is the greatest art of them all. Uh, so no one can make a better movie than you. Like, like, like you, you know, because it's you. It's that I would say like, that's the best advice I could give. Um, and I feel like that falls along the lines of what my grandfather told me years ago. Very, very, very well said. Love that. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So we, we reached the bullshit speed round. I just ask you a bunch of bullshit and you give me your best answer. All um, right. So, out of all the interviews you've done with all your favorite bands, which one was your favorite? James Hetfield. He was the coolest and a metal god. <laughs> Literally. Um, grape jelly or strawberry jelly? Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. I'm going to spend like an hour on this question. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm going to say grape jelly. Hell, yeah. Favorite King Diamond song? Oh, oh. Family Ghost. Something that made you laugh until you cried. Uh, Dumb and Dumber 2. <laughs> um, I don't know that, that sticks in my head. It really did make me cry of laughter. That was a good one. I do remember that. Um, if Art the Clown was chasing you in real time, what would be your weapon to take him out? My legs to run away because I feel like I wouldn't be able to take on Art the Clown. He's just, he's got too many weapons himself. Right. He's got a whole arsenal. Yes. Uh, what's an underrated record from 2023 that you think people should check out? Ugh. Oh, man. 
putting me on the spot here. End of ways. I like poem. But uh, other than that, of course. Uh, Sparkle Horse has a really fun album that was just released. The Gins have a great album. Mitski is a good one. Um, but those aren't really underrated. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, those are good I, ones. I, I probably couldn't have just said gin. any. Yeah. <laughs> the Gins. This might be the most underrated one. Uh, For sure. Other than Elliot Fulham, End of Ways, of course. Nice. What's the best show you saw in 2023? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, The Cure. Oh, sweet. I miss them. I wanted to go to that. I saw Such that band, uh, Sunny Day, Sunny Day Real Estate. That was really good. Yes, I saw them in I think 2022. So that's the only reason why I didn't say them, or I might have seen them in 2023, but it might have been early 2023. They put on one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. They're so one of my good. favorites. I have a Sunny Day poster from the show right there. Which one? You barely see it. Oh, this, this dark one. Yeah, oh, right here. no way. That's so sick. It's yeah, so they cool. were great. I saw Jawbreaker too, like last year. That was really good. I'm trying to think of any other good ones, but those are good. Um, what's your favorite food? Uh, oh no! <laughs> Another question. I'll spend eight hours on. Um, I can't wait to eat the food today that my mom's making. Uh, she's making a vegetable wrap that's with hot sauce, and it's really good. I can't believe I we had it for the first time yesterday. I was like, "Wow, this is really good." Sweet. Um, but other than that, I am vegan. But uh, before I was vegan, pizza was my favorite food, and it's yeah. I think about it from time to time. Do they not have good vegan pizza? Is that not a thing? Vegan pizza is good, but if you talk to any vegan, they would say it's not as good as the real real thing. All right, I feel that. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? I'm gonna say the one that scared me the most was The Visit, uh, because that was the only horror movie that actually made me scream. Uh, for some reason, old naked people really <laughs> scared me and that was that was in there uh Amazing. and i feel that i feel like honestly that's sh that's just because i want to be old one day yeah. and i don't want to like senile or anything um so that that scene when she was running and the, with, they put the camera she saw the camera she screamed at it freaked the fuck out of me screamed <laughs> at a jump scare really good movie what about hereditary there's some naked old people in that one there is. That's a great point. <laughs> that did scare me. Yeah. Um, uh, good. Good choice. How dare you say that? You know, I'm gonna be thinking about. I'm gonna be thinking about old naked people. <laughs> My bad. About that too. It's like I don't. Wouldn't that scare you? Right. Because you don't know. You don't know what what they're capable of. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite Rob Zombie song and movie? Oh man. House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh yeah. Oh man, favorite song. Oh, there's plenty of good ones. What's the one? It's the it's his most popular one. I'm blanking on the name where he's driving in the car. Dragula. Yeah, Dragula. I know it's like the most basic, basic yeah. one. But uh, when I was a young kid, uh, I remember watching that that music video and really, really loving it. And that that song being yeah. my. Living Dead Girl is really good too. Yes, yes, that is a good one. Then that is another one of the most pop, more popular ones. That's right. Josie's girlfriend's favorite. Oh, it's so good. Um, what's a hobby that you have that some might not know about? Oh man, uh, video games. I like to play games. Um, and that's not really like anything productive or anything, but I uh, 
I really do like I'm a, I'm a video game nerd as well. That's cool. Um, what's your most embarrassing moment? Most embarrassing moment. Uh, I think my most embarrassing moment was in gym class <laughs> in fifth grade. Uh, I was, uh, they put on Black Sabbath and it was the only time they've ever played a song that I liked. I liked it so much. I was dancing, right? And I tripped and fell while dancing and on a basketball. No. Uh, it broke my arm. I landed like this. <laughs> It was my left arm, and it's and it broke. Uh, uh, I landed terribly. Uh, so that was probably my most embarrassing moment, for sure. That sucks. Did the bone like stick out? Oh no! Oh, oh god! <laughs> what hard song fun. was it? What song was it? It was Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that ruined I, that song forever. <laughs> no, I still love the song. I know. Uh, I still do it today, but not so the fun. way I did last time when I broke my arm. Right. I've learned. <laughs> Who would win in a fight, Phil Anselmo or Glenn Danzig? Ooh, that'd be a fun fight. Uh, I don't know. I've heard that Glenn Danzig has some crazy moves, like over the years, like from rumors, like crazy kicks. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't want to see them fight. I don't want to see them. Fight. <laughs> right. I can't answer that question. I think they're 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 both really uh really talented musicians. But I'd rather them not fight. So why yeah. can't they? Love why can't yeah, they be friends? You know? Let's just have them get along. Yeah. Yeah, make a song together. You know. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Um, really what cool. would be your, what would be your dream artist to open for? Uh, if we're talking about dreams, Radiohead. Um, <laughs> but I would love to tour with Duster, Sonic Crush's motorist. I would love to be with because he's a really cool dude, really nice guy. Yeah. Talk once in a while. Um. And one of my inspirations for music as well. Alex G would be a dream. Big Thief would be a dream. Slowpool would be a dream. Loving would be a dream. Uh, it'd be a dream just a tour, just in general. Uh, I, I'd be, I would love it. Big Thief is really good. That's the, they're the ones that have that, like the animals on the cover that are like sitting in the circle. That's like the newest record, right? I heard that. Yes. Record. Yeah. That's a yes. good one. That's a really good record. Um, let's see here. Favorite horror convention. Favorite horror convention. I love all horror cons. I know that's another basic answer, but I do really love all because yeah. I get to meet everybody. You know, I get to talk to to the fans just to be. I mean, I've been liking famous monsters because yeah. I'm gonna be the next one. Uh, Mad Monster Party. The the people are really really nice there. Um, but I'm grateful to be at any horror con. I will never take any any horror con for granted. Meeting any fan, um, and I'm grateful that they even want want to put me in there. You know, because yeah. uh, it. I, I'm grateful to be a part of Terrifier. So I'm happy. I'm happy to be anyone. I just did one in Connecticut that was really fun. Uh, really cool vibes. Tons of awesome fans. Cool. Co I love seeing cosplay as well. Mark the Clown. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, there's definitely some some really awesome archons. I'm happy to be at any of them. All of them have been awesome. And David's such a nice person. I'm, I'm still dying to see him in like the Art the Clown get up. Oh, uh, so he cool. does it. He I know does he does it. it for the photo ops. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's really cool. Um, what's a video game that you could kick anybody's ass in? It's a random one. Are you ready for this? Yes. Madden. Madden really? Football. I am the best Madden player. I, I It sucks. And I actually kind of feel bad. I've, I've been playing with my girlfriend's brother on Madden. Uh, and I he's never won against me. He's never <laughs> won. 
I and every time I play, I I, I win by like. 40 in between 40 or 70 points I'll win by. Um, and I have a friend on, on Xbox online named midnight who <laughs> has seen hell on, on Madden. He's been destroyed by me more times he, than he can count. That's insane. And there's only one person that, that has ever been able to beat me. And his name was pickle. <laughs> and he was, he's, he's my friend, but uh, he hasn't played in a while. I think I've gone better. I'd be able to destroy him now. Um, that's for some reason, the best, the best, literally the best Madden player. Halo is another one. Halo is another one I've always been really good at. Yeah, I never would have guessed the Madden thing. That's funny. Yeah. Do you play uh, Madden? You want me? I'll do it right now. I would totally. <laughs> I haven't played it in a while, actually. But that would be fun. I got to get, like, a new Xbox. Do you do, you do PS5 or Xbox? I'm Xbox. Honestly, yeah. if you get Xbox, I'm down. Yeah, I would I would love to, actually. Um, yeah. What's What's the more recent one? It's Xbox One. And then what was the new one? The new, it's the new one is the Xbox Series X and Series S. Those yes. are the new ones. Uh, they were just so hard to get your hands on them, though. Yep, they were. Uh, and I remember whenever there's a, there was like a new Xbox or whatever, the Series X, it was so hard to get. You're so right about that. Oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'd be like, websites I've never seen before in my life, I've never heard of before, that'd be like tracking whenever like walmart or like target or any web any store would get them yeah uh, i'll get it right away and i took hours upon hours upon hours and days upon days in order to get one yeah it's so funny um let's see here what's a band that sounds even better live than they do on record i guess we could say power trip on that one because i mean they sound amazing on record but when you see them live you're like whoa holy shit <laughs> I would say Power Trip was one that came to mind. I would say Power Trip. Yeah, of the record recorded music. Yeah, so that's amazing. Um, Slayer was another one. I, of course, Slayer is incredible recorded music. Yeah. But Lockers hits different. I mean, to see everybody marching, uh, and like Blood Red wasn't one of my favorite Slayer songs until I saw them live and they play that song. Hearing that riff and everybody, it was a giant humongous mosh pit yeah. um there was literally two mosh pits and they combined <laughs> and i was in the middle of it all um but it was they were one of the best performances i've ever seen yeah sure. so crazy um let's see favorite power trip song oh uh, i know it's hard uh, i'm gonna say firing squad favorite um, oh sorry keep going i'm gonna say firing squad because that was just like sentimental value to me seeing that live and hearing it live of course yeah. they played a lot of the songs from nightmare logic but that one really stuck out for me and uh whenever he, he would say uh firing squad or whatever it, it, the crowd was really into it crazy it was insane it was, <laughs> favorite. favorite record store favorite record store i have a ton i'll say like three Okay. Uh, Vinyl Addiction limited to one because those I played my first shows there and they have a great selection. Yeah. But Repo Records in Philadelphia is really awesome too. Uh, and I took my girlfriend on my very first date to Philadelphia and went to Repo. They have one of the best record selections ever, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I feel like every record store is unique in their own way for different selections. You can tell. Uh, I mean, limited to one has like really rare, awesome stuff. Final Diction is a really good all-around selection. 
uh, I feel like Repo Records has an incredible indie selection while also having a lot of great punk as well. Yeah. Uh, but they're all around too. They're all around good record store. I found two of my friend's bands that limited to one and I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It's so weird. They, <laughs> they, they go nuts. They go nuts over there. They, they have good, really good, uh, really awesome rare records. Yeah. Very cool. Cool guy that runs it too. I forgot what his name is, but he's super nice. Really um, nice dude. Um, let's see. Who's your favorite actor? Favorite actor? John Carlos Esposito or Brian Cranston, those yeah. two, um, very nice people. I met both of them, so I'm happy about that. I really hope we get a Malcolm in the Middle reunion at some point. <laughs> it'd be fun, yeah, it'd be fun. It's so random, but it would be cool. Like it's one of those reunions you want to see. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. What's the saddest record you ever heard that just ruined your day? Honestly, this might sound crazy. I don't think. From my perspective, I haven't heard a sad album because when I'm listening to music, even like Elliot Smith, someone says either or a very sad album to me, I can hear the excitement of Elliot Smith playing those songs because he's happy. They're therapy. Uh, and, and so like even like Radiohead or whatever, it's their therapy to, to make music and it's making them feel good. So when I listen to music, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy. Yeah. So of course there's uh, sad topics. Yeah. I feel like melodies, it's impossible for it to feel, for me, to feel sad. Um, I know, I know it's, and, and people will say, oh, that's a really sad album. It makes me sad or whatever. Um, uh, that's totally, I feel like anybody, any sort of feeling you get, it, it is valid yeah. uh, for, for an album. For me, I just feel, I feel happy, honestly, listening to Elliot Smith. I'm like, wow, that's some great songwriting right there. Incredible. There's this really sad record, actually, I recently heard that a friend suggested. Uh, they're called Mount Erie, and it was called yep. A Crow Looked At Me. You ever hear that? Uh, I, I know who Mount Erie is. Really yeah. um, so is that the, I think that's, isn't that the same guy that he did, he did microphones? I think so. Band mi microphones. Maybe. Um, but they're, they're also a great band. But yeah, I know that that whole record was like after his wife died from cancer, and he basically yep, recorded that it. Is yeah that he is house. yeah uh i love the song uh he he's insanely good uh i know there's a couple songs or whatever that he recorded re-recorded right yeah. uh uh that were originally microphone songs and i actually prefer the mountain eerie version better yeah um but I felt your shape from the microphone so if you like him listen to i felt your shape from the microphones that song's so good and the glow part two album one of the best yeah. indie albums acoustic albums whatever you want to call it of all time yeah i'll spin it tonight that sounds sweet all right Hell here's, yeah. here's the last couple i know it's just like a lot i gave you extra ones because i figured you'd like this um what are some local bands in your area that you think people should check out local bands in my area all right let me think there's a band called friends that's an awesome punk band they're in philly um there's plenty of awesome trail new york bands of course I can talk about for ages. Hello Mary is one. Um, I don't know if they, I don't know where this band is based, but I've been liking them. They're not, they might not be local. I think it's pronounced Dewal Visages. They only have two songs out there. Awesome. Um, but I would say Hello Mary, I know it's in New York. Great band. They're like grunge, alternative, punk. Uh, and 
Philadelphia Friend, another punk band. And I know there's probably some artists that I listen to that are local to me that I just don't know that they're local. But uh, um, Julie's another great band, underrated band, but they're blowing up. And I know they're based on the West Coast somewhere, but they are really good as well. I have a friend that's in this group called Narrowcast based out of North Carolina area. And they're doing the whole kind of like DIY style approach, which is really cool too. You should awesome. check them out. Yeah, they're sweet. Narrowcast. Okay. Yeah, like all one word. But I think you might like awesome. them. Nice. Um, let's see here. Favorite Alex G song? Oh, oh. <laughs> that's a tough one, I know. That is a tough one. Am I allowed to give you two? Am I allowed yeah. to give you two? Of course. All right. Um... Am I allowed to give you five? Yes. Am I allowed to give you 10, 20? All of them. 30? Give me them all. Okay. <laughs> There's not a bad song in the bunch. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I love, uh, I'd say right now my favorite song is Race from him. Because yeah. I just, or is it Let It Go? I think Let It Go. Uh, Race or Let It Go, both from the Race album um, and the ESU album. I have to mention uh, Black Hair is a very underrated song from him and Skipper. Yeah. And he did that movie, uh, what was that? We're all going to the World's Fair. He did the music for that. Yeah. That yes. was cool, too. Yeah, that was cool it's... to hear him in that. All right, here's the last two. What's your biggest regret? My biggest regret? I am happy to say, thinking about it right now, I actually have no regrets. Perfect. Because every little thing that I've done has led me to this moment, led me to doing this interview right with you right now. And I'm very happy with my life. I'm I am I'm I'm happy to be able to say that. I'm happy with my life. Uh I have a wonderful girlfriend. I have a wonderful family, very wonderful supporting family. Um I have a very wonderful community of fans. Uh, you know, I have a Discord f- filled with just tons of people that that I talk to once in a while, uh, that are fans of Terrifier music meeting all of you at car cons is just I, there's how can you regret life or have any regrets if you know if you're in a horror movie and making music and just living it that this is the this is the life i've always wanted to live to be able to to bring art to people make people happy and i feel like right now it's definitely um coming to fruition still more to come still more hard work to come but uh uh just to be able to enjoy this moment. So zero, zero regrets. That is it right there. Perfect answer. Honestly. Um, Thank you. what are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? I am. I would say how far I've come. Yeah. Uh, like I always say, I never know what I'll be doing next year. And I didn't know where I'd be last year. You know, like last year, I didn't know where I'd be now. Um, So I I would say I'm very proud to have just been able to do this, to work hard. I'm very proud of my interviews to start to lay the groundwork of my life, to be a young kid and start doing that stuff, being in front of a camera at early age. I think through Terrifier too, not ever giving up with with any audition, never saying no to an audition, doing whatever hundred amount of auditions, hundreds of auditions, never saying no, working hard. Um, I would say I'm very proud of, of developing a, a very strong work ethic um, for sure. That's amazing. Where can your fans find you? What are your uh, social media handles and all that? You can find me on uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, 
any social media. I'm on all of it. Um, Elliot Fulham, which is just my name, E-L-L-I-O-T-T-F-U-L-L-A-M. That's on TikTok, Instagram. I'm very active on both of those. Uh, Little Punk People is also, you'll find my, I'm on also on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube with that uh, Little Punk People. I'm just saying it slower. It's just Little Punk People. Uh, (laughs) Little Pun People? Uh, (laughs) What was that? Uh, I don't know. Punk People. Um, and also littlepunkpeople.net has my records. Uh, and I'm also just recently started a very fun discord that I'm going to be more active in talking in at some point soon. I just got really busy with horror cons, but any updates with horror cons, acting, music, if you want to have a fun time talking about music, uh, maybe the recent record I got or whatever, uh, stop by the Instagram, stop by the, uh, TikTok, you know, why not? Right. Is is the Discord the same name? Is that just Elliot? Uh, the Discord, uh, you'll find there's like they do it a weird way where you have to like accept an invite or whatever in order to join it. Yeah, it is Elliot on Discord, uh, and the way you can join is through the bio of my accounts. Uh, they just click on the bio. I think it has the Discord in there. Instagram, I made it easy, so you just click. I have like a highlight that says Discord, and you just click on it. Just gonna say thank you so much for doing this. This was a blast. Like this was this was really cool. I had I was more excited for this than most of my interviews because I've been watching you for like over a decade. So this was super cool. You have no idea how much I appreciate you, Um, and thank you for supporting supporting me through all forms of acting, interviews, everything, music. Um, And it was an honor to do to do this interview with you. Uh, You were very great, very awesome, very nice dude. Had fun talking. And I love your style of interviewing where it's just like hanging out, talking. And I feel like that's what it should be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because it makes it fun. It makes it conversational. Uh, so thank you so much for having me on here. I'll do this anytime. No, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Hopefully I'll see you at like a horror con soon or something like yeah. that. Terrifier 3. Yeah, yeah. Terrifier 3. We'll Very do another cool. one for Terrifier 3 if you want. Let's do it up. Let's do it up. You're actually, you're the fourth Terrifier person I've had on. I've had Dame, or I had, let's see, David, Sarah, uh, nice. Steve Barton, and you. So awesome. I got to just keep checking them off, I think. I should just get everybody. <laughs> <laughs> do it up. Do it up. Absolutely. All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. And if yeah, if you ever need anything, just hit me up. You too. Yeah, definitely. And I'm looking forward to 1v1ing you on Madden whenever the time comes. Oh, yeah. Because I will destroy. I will destroy. <laughs> what do you think the score like 80 zero maybe yeah. no, i'm just kidding <laughs> seek and destroy that's it <laughs> <laughs> seek and destroy. <laughs> have a good one very you nice too. To the... thanks buddy mm-hmm.